You're listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hi, beautiful people I love. How y'all doing? I am doing really, really good. Sometimes I feel like this is my diary. You know how people (laughs) go on social media and they just like tell their entire life story? Sometimes because I'm just, you know, kind of open when I'm talking. Sometimes I'd be like, you know what? I wonder if this is TMI. But anyway, here I go. I wouldn't be me if I wasn't real, right? So I'm doing really good. Um, I probably, probably the biggest challenge that I'm having right now is I'm having some changes in my body, right? So I've been having these hot flashes. Man, when I tell y'all, I do, like, I take herbal teas. I do all of the things, work out. And so, you know, just trying to take care of myself and take care of my body. But these hot flashes, man, they have, I have felt like a blazing inferno on the inside, okay? And then when I go work out, I mean, this sweat is just, like, tripping for me. Or when I'm sleeping, I go to bed and I'm freezing because the air's on. And then I kick the covers off and I wake up and I'm tossing and I'm turning. So all things considered, my biggest challenge right now is having these hot flashes. Um, So I think that with everything else that's going on in the world, that's a, a, a small small cog and a very, very big wheel of life, right? So other than that, I'm doing really, really great getting prepared to travel this week because I'm launching another business with some other people. So I'll be going to take care of that. Just a lot of business things and a lot of business changes going on. If y'all listen to the podcast regularly, then you would have heard me speaking about some things when I when I when I pivot. And so that pivot is actually happening. And so I feel I was telling one of my clients that I feel beautifully challenged because anytime you go and do something different, something um, new, all of your stuff is going to come up. So my fears, my insecurities, the things that will want to sabotage it, the same stuff that I talked to y'all about, all of those things have been coming up. The biggest thing that I would say is that I have the conscious awareness of it. And so when I see it, then I can shift it, right? And so it's also always why I'm talking about the importance of doing your inner work because it can be really tiring. Here's the thing. I heard somebody say yesterday, if you're going to be tired, well, you're going to be tired anyway. If you do the work, you're going to be tired because it is tiring and taxing. But Be tired because you're doing the work, not because you're running away from the work. And the difference between a lot of people that seem to be making progress, that seem to be, you know, consistently, I don't want to say success, but consistently making just progress in life, I would probably say it's because they're doing the work. Right. That that's that's what I would attribute that to. So yeah, doing a whole lot more work, right? Especially in time. I do mindset 
personal growth development is a lifestyle for me. But especially in times of change, it's really, really important because things happen. They usually don't go as you plan. I'm not in control of things. So the more I work on me spiritually, emotionally, mentally, right, I develop that inner grit, that inner resilience, that inner bounce back so that whatever happens is figure out about whatever happens. I'm not losing my shit and, you know, just recoiling and retreating as if I can't conquer the challenges that present themselves. So that's why doing the work and constantly growing yourself is so, so, so important because life happens to us all. I creatively disrupted my own life to make some changes. However, life throws us curveballs. And then if we don't have enough stability and solidity within ourselves, then we crumble under the pressures of life. So there's that. Let's see. um, What else did I want to share with y'all before I get into it? When I do this podcast, I do this podcast as a labor of love, quite honestly, because I know that there are people who it will reach people whose lives will be changed, whose, whose hearts will be touched, whose thinking will be shifted, that I may never know, get to meet, hear from, that kind of thing. But when I do hear from y'all, let me tell you, it just means so much to me. So there's a young lady who reached out to me um, on Instagram. It'd be going down in my DMs, but not with dumb shit, right? She reached out and DM'd me, and she thanked me for doing the podcast and for helping young Black women. And, she, and a lot of my story was resonant, and she said how it has helped shifted her thinking. And so to you, unforgettable, I don't know her name. That was just what it was. I just want to say thank you so much for that. I told you then that it meant so much to me, but that means so much to me. Out of everything that I do in life, y'all, I don't care what you see me talking about, doing in business, even when I'm with the shits and giggles, at the core of me, my life is one of service. My life is one of service. My life is given to service. My millions will come from service, right? Everything that I do is based on service. And so there's a scripture in the Bible that speaks about um, greater love has no man than this, and he will lay down his life for his friends, right? And so y'all might not be my friends technically in that we like, y'all, we kicking it or we know one another, but my life, I lay my life down in so many ways because that's my purpose. That's that's what I'm here to do, right? And so it's a challenge, but more so than a challenge, it is an honor It is a privilege. It is an honor and it is a privilege to be in service and to be of service, okay? So that leads me to what I am going to actually talk about. I talk to so many people just, you know, just kind of going through the cycles of life, feeling like they're just, you know, a small cog and a big wheel of confusion, just like a hamster on a hamster wheel and not really knowing what they are here to do. I lived that way for a very long time where I couldn't really figure out what my purpose was or or sometimes I felt like I didn't really have a purpose for a very long time, y'all. It felt like my life was just simply made up of pain and suffering. Like I couldn't really say that I was happy or content or fulfilled or clear. It just felt like I was literally just existing in life Um in a in a stupor, like not not really with any clear direction. Um, what I didn't understand though was that all of that pain 
was so purposeful. All of that pain is actually the platform by which most of the things that I talk about or most of the wisdom that I've gained has come from. And so I read something yesterday, and that's what made me think about it. And it said, your wounds will lead you to your purpose. Let me say that again. Your wounds will lead you to your purpose. And I believe that to be so, so true. So if you are someone, I don't really care what it looks like on the outside, right? Because a lot of us have the appearance of being good, looking good. You know, things may be going well, but inwardly we feel very empty, very unfulfilled. And a lot of times it's because we lack purpose. So first of all, understand that you were put here for a reason. You were put here with purpose. You weren't put here just to kind of exist aimlessly through life, right? You were put here for a distinct and very, very specific purpose. Everything that God created has purpose, and yes, that includes you. But if you have been struggling to figure out what your purpose is, let's take a look at what's hurting you, right? Here's the thing, though, about our pain. We get stuck in pain. We get stuck in the cycles of pain. We get stuck in the stories of pain. We get stuck in pain becoming such a huge part of our identities or our whole identities that we don't move past the pain on the other side to see the purpose. Let me give you an example. I see, um, you know, a lot of women that deal with domestic violence. I talk to women that deal with domestic violence, and I hear some of the most heinous things, and I can talk to them, and I can comfort them and speak to them with compassion. And you know what? I forget that I was someone who was in a physically abusive relationship before. I was in a physically abusive relationship. I'm talking about black eyes getting thrown over fences, blood blood vessel bursted in my eye, like me stabbing him, constantly feeling like I was in fight or flight mode, but I was just in fight mode because I was so trapped in my thinking that I it was no flight because I didn't leave until I did. And so that was a hugely painful just space in my life, right? And I felt like it was one of the lowest places of my life because I was wondering, how did I get here? I'm smart, I'm beautiful, I'm intelligent. Like, how did I get here? And so there was so much shame because you want to hide it from other people. You don't want people to to really know what it is that you've gotten yourself into that you can't figure out how to get yourself out of, right? So I lived that and I experienced that. But here's the thing, I got through that So much so that when I see victims of domestic violence, I forget that it happened to me. I forget that I actually experienced a lot of those things. I'm not out of touch. I got through the pain and I healed the pain and I healed the root causes, right? So what happened is getting through the pain, that pain or that wound led me to the purpose of, guess what? Helping other women building other women, extending compassion to other women who was in a, who were in abusive situations. They may not have been physically abusive. They may have been mentally abusive, right? But really understanding because it was resonant, but not so much so that I got stuck in the cycle of pain that it wasn't purposeful. And so what I'm saying is some of us get stuck 
in our woundedness and we get stuck in our cycles of pain and we get stuck in our stories and we get stuck in our trauma bonds. And so the thing that was supposed to, that could have come out of the pain, you know, I always say that my life has been beautifully painful or painfully beautiful. Let, let me not say I always say that. I probably just started saying that in the last year. So I, I say that a lot now over the last year, but I don't know. Beautifully painful, painfully beautiful. You, you can pick, right? But that pain is purposeful. Listen, y'all, we, we all come from different spiritual backgrounds, but I come from ministry backgrounds where we had prophets and I had one, two, three, at least four people tell me how my life was a life of warfare, how my pain would reach so many people because I know what it's like to be so broken, how my life was a life of suffering. And I was just like, this ain't God saying this. This is the other guy because who who would do this, right? No, it was very purposeful. Here's the thing. It's not like God made me go into an abusive relationship. However, out of every choice and every decision that I have made, guess what? Every painful choice and every painful decision that I have made, purpose has come from it. But if you get so caught up in the pain itself, now I'm not telling you pain don't hurt. I'm not telling you wounds don't hurt because they do. But if you are willing to stretch and expand or have your capacity stretched and expanded to get to the other side of this, I'm telling you, you will see just a beautiful transformation of your life, just a beautiful transformation of what your life could be and how you could live in purpose. So let me tell you how twisted the world is, right? The world will say things like, I could, Steve Harvey comes to mind or whatever, and people say, he's been married and divorced three times. Why would I listen to him about marriage? That's exactly why you should listen to him about marriage because he's been in the trenches. He's been down in the trenches of it. And so he knows what it's like to fail. And so you're probably going to get, I'm not a particular Steve Harvey fan or, or listen to him on relationships. I'm just using this as an example. But you're probably going to get so much more wisdom and insight from the person who has failed at it, from the person who has figured it out, from the person who has been so deeply entrenched in the pain of something and then come out on the other side of it. That's the money spot right there, right? For for people who everything is going good, everything is always going good, mm, your, your truest character is going to be revealed when it's tough. Your truest character, your grit, your resilience, your bounce back is going to be revealed in the pain and, and in how you overcome it. Now, y'all know I'm not an advocate for struggle and struggle love and all of that other kind of stuff. However, we live in a real human world where we have existential pain. A lot of us are living with pains. If you're going to be hurt, pimp your pain and make it purposeful. I would say, ask God, what is the purpose of this pain? Why do I keep cycling through the same pain, the same story, the same situation, different face, same situation, different circumstance, same pain. Relocated, went to a whole new place. And because I'm the common denominator, here I am recreating the same thing that exists on the inside of me. What is the purpose? If you can get into the purpose of your wounds, your deepest wounds and your pain, I'm telling you, your life will change tremendously. But we settle for 
being able to articulate our pain or being able to articulate what it is that we suffer for, or even now, because guess what, we're getting fancy, being able to articulate the root of it, right? And then we stop right there and then it cycles through. So I can tell you, for example, that um, probably abandonment issues were a huge challenge in my life because of my father's absence or, you know, that 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 lack of a masculine figure, so to speak, right? And so abandonment issues were prevalent. Um, so what I'm saying is that I can go on and tell you, oh, this is how this showed up in my relationships with men and this is what happened. And I, and I, and I can tell you all of that and I feel so good about myself for having this awareness but we stop at the awareness or we either stop with bonding with other people. That happens to you, girl, that happens to me too. And then we compare them, but that ain't nothing because when my child's father did this, this is what happened. And so we 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 just really get content with settling for the pain, articulating the pain, being able to tell the story about the pain. And then now the pain has become our identity. The pain has become a part of our identity. Never has it been God's intention for you to be shaped and identified and marked by the things that have happened to you. Never in a million, million years, never in a million, million years was that the design over your life for you to just simply be shaped by what has happened to you. The abuse, you know, neglect, abandonment. I don't know what has happened to you, right? But that is not the end of your story. You can write a whole new chapter. Hell, you can close the book to that story and you can rewrite your story, right? But sometimes being a victim is a lot more attractive than getting on the other side because a lot of us get our needs met in victimhood, or so we think. We get attention. We get compassion. Oh, you poor thing. That must have been so hard, right? We get love. We get a lot by being the victim. But how much more could you get by understanding that your wounds can lead you to a greater purpose and you get the reward that you're supposed to get, right? You get the reward from a place of empowerment as opposed to from a place of powerlessness. You get the reward from showing up and you're like a buffet and you have something to offer the world rather than you being the beggar and now you need people to constantly give to you and pour into you and give you the things that you feel like you didn't get. You see what I'm saying? You can pick a side, you can pick a side. My wounds, listen, my wounds are leading me right to the side of purpose, right to the side of power, being a powerful woman, showing up as my powerful self, empowering other people. I don't have time to be a victim. Now, listen, let me tell you what I'm not saying, because people have a tendency to twist your words, to misconstrue what you say and make you say a thing that you didn't say. So let me be crystal clear. I am not insensitive to anybody's pain and to just the horrendous things that have happened to so many of us. I am not insensitive. I am not at all insensitive in telling you just like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal because you are a big deal. But what I am telling you is that you are so much more than what has happened to you. What I am telling you is that you have conscious choices that you can let go. Yes, you can let go. Let's talk about that for a moment. That has been a thing and a theme that has been coming up in my conversations all week. I was having a conversation with someone and they were talking about their pain, right? Not being a victim, but they said, I've come to the realization that I just hold on to things way too long. And in most of these situations, 
There's nothing that I can do about it. There, there's just nothing that I can do about what happened. The only thing that I can do is make different decisions or figure out how I'm going to pivot going forward, right? And so they said, I've just decided that I'm going to let things go sooner. That is a choice and a decision. Here's what we are doing, y'all. We are holding on to stuff, holding on to memories, holding on to grudges, holding on to vengeance, holding on to our dark thoughts about what we want to happen to the people that have wronged us, right? And we think that we're holding on. Meanwhile, the world is moving on. The people that have hurt us, offended us, abused us, that kind of thing, a lot of times they're moving on, right? And we're the ones who are stuck. We are the ones who stuck, are stuck, because you think that you're holding on to something because it gives you a sense of power. You feel righteous, right? Um, your anger feels righteous. I'm not telling you that it's not right, right? But we we, we feel empowered with all of the stuff that we're holding on to. But guess what is holding on to us? It's showing up in our bodies. It's showing up in our joints. Some of y'all got aches and pains and it's called, let's say, rheumatoid arthritis. And a lot of it is bitterness. A lot of it is hatred. A lot of it is that you've allowed so much stuff, so many emotions to be repressed and suppressed and holding on to all of these things. And now it's showing up in your body. So who is this really hurting? Here's the other thing. We think that if we let go of something, let go of something that somebody did, that it relinquishes them from their responsibility to us. Some of them apologies you ain't gonna ever get. Some acknowledgements you ain't gonna ever get. Some closure you ain't gonna ever get. And so you gotta be the person to close the door yourself because your life is more important. You close the door so new doors can be open to you. Some of us are sitting, stuck, waiting, hoping, praying that you know, we're going to get closure. We're going to get an apology. Somebody is going to acknowledge their wrongs. They may never do it, not in this lifetime. But where does that leave you? This is not your practice life. You're not practicing. You're not doing a practice run. I'm about to be 50 in October. Do you think I got time to hold on to some shit that somebody did last year, last month, 10 years ago, 20 years ago? Let me tell y'all something. I'm constantly scanning myself for... Uh, is it, am I holding on to something right here? Do I feel unforgiveness? Do I feel this? Let me, and I will work and work and work and pray and pray and pray and pray. God, change my perspective. Help me see differently. Let me bless this person until I feel authentic. I will get down into it because I do not want to hold on to something under the sense of false empowerment and it's really holding on to me and it's really holding me up. I do not want to be associated with pain. There is more to my life than pain. There is more to my life than the wounds and the things that have happened to me. And some of us, that's all we know. Our whole story is associated with pain. Our whole existence is associated with what happened. I was speaking to a friend last week and I didn't really get into it. And she was talking about something and I just let her talk. And she kept saying, why me? Well, just why me this and why me that and why me this and why me that? And guess what? What, what does that make her? It makes her a victim. She's in the posture of a victim right there in her thinking. Let me tell y'all, I, I didn't try and go say fix and rescue her because that's that's just where she was in that space, right? But she was just like, why me? Why does this keep happening? That's been like a running thing for like the last three weeks. Listen, as long as you are here, here's the thing. Why not you? Why, why not you? How are you above this or above that? None of us is exempt from pain and suffering. None of us. Life 
And pain and just the shit that happens in life is the great equalizer. None of us is exempt. I don't care who you are, what your beliefs are. None of us is exempt from pain and suffering in life. The difference is what we do with it. I'm not about to be holding on to stuff that's hindering me. I was talking to my daughter about something, about she was upset about something. And I was just looking at her like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not upset about that. Like, I've moved on to that. And she was like, okay, Ma, see, I see you on your Tabitha Brown. And she was talking about when Wendy Williams had said something about Tabitha Brown retiring her husband. And she was like, he going to do this and he going to do that. And Tabitha so graciously responded like, you know, I, I really hope. I really pray for love for you, that somebody would love you like this. Like, I I really want that for you. And Tabitha responded so graciously and so lovingly, right? No need to be nasty. No need to match energy and be nasty with nasty. And so my daughter was like, you and your Tabitha Brown. You call it what you want to. Now, I can I can be real petty. I can be trifling. I can hold grudges. I can do all of that. But I choose not to do that because it only hurts me. Now, I'm not one of them fake people that'll just be like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No. When something is gnawing at me or bothering me, I'm going to deal. I'm going to get into my, my heart and my soul and my spirit and pray and deal with it until it's no longer there. I'm not just going to sweep it under the rug because I start tripping over the rug of my own pain. I have monuments to my pain, monuments to things that people did, grudges, right? And so I I lost sight of everything because I'm taking mental notes and keeping score of what people have done. It is a miserable way to live life. Now I'm just like, whatever people do, it has nothing to do with me. Even if people intentionally do something to me, it's still about them. Whatever people do, whatever people say, it don't have nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with them, right? So For me to be able to move forward in life and do the things that I do and be of service to people, I can't hold on to that because you know what it's going to do? It's going to contaminate my heart. I won't be able to give you or anybody else things from a pure place and from a pure perspective because I'm holding on to some other stuff. At the end of the day, it's not worth it. Well, hell, at the beginning of the day, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it. So how can your wounds lead you to your purpose? Another way that my wounds led me to my purpose in relationships, I'll say, is I feel like God was trying to show me that I could choose to love without conditions, that I could choose to love people, that I could choose to see the best in people when the worst in people were coming out, right? That I could choose. And so I had all in my journal and God would be speaking to me and I would just be saying, "Uh uh-uh, loving like you is hard. And he said, loving like you is hard because you want to keep score. You want to pick and choose how you love. When you love like me, you just allow my love to flow through you and you're not keeping score. You're not looking for oh, let me do this for them and then let them do this for me. You're not doing that. Your love is its own reward, right? Your reward comes from me. My reward comes from God. So I don't have to I don't have to love you and then look at you to give me what I give to you because what if you cannot? You understand? Listen, my pain and my wounds, though, have led me here because I kept bumping up against walls. And so when I bumped up against the wall, I dropped to my knees. God, help me here. I can't do this. In and of myself, I cannot do this. I'm not understanding. And so it kept leading me 
to pray, to seek, to seek answers, to understand, right? And so in all of my getting, I have gotten understanding. I'm here to serve, but I'm here to love. I'm here to love. Like, y'all know I will always be silly, right? I'll always probably be a bit sarcastic. However, the core of me, my heart, I really want to love. The core of me is all the pain that I've experienced and everything else. I want to empower people. And my purpose is helping people heal, helping people get through their pain and into a place and purpose. Because otherwise, what are we doing here? Like, is it not worth it if your life is not lived with a sense of purpose? Like, my daughter said, Ma, you're the happiest person I know in the morning. I wasn't always. I'm happy because guess what? When I'm getting out of the bed, I got a purpose to fulfill. I have another day here to be of service to somebody, to change somebody's life, to transform somebody's mood, somebody's life with a smile, with a hug, with a word that's right on time. Do you understand? So because my life is lived on purpose, you're damn right I'm happy when I get up. I can't wait to get up. I'm happy. You're right. Because it wasn't always this way. And so for those of y'all who feel like you're stuck in pain and like there's nothing on the other side, I'm telling you there is. If you will not stop at the place of pain, at the stories, at the trauma bonds, and if you will really seek because that means you got to let go and, and let go of your ego and let go of your pride and put those things aside and surrender to purpose. Ask God to make it clear for you, to bring people around you that will make it clear. And God is no respecter of persons. It'll happen for you just like it happened for me. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful, beautiful, purpose-filled day.